on the line. We have a very special guest, and some would say friend of the show, Agreed. comedian Dan Brader, who uh, was down in Dunedin for the Fringe Fest a while ago. We had him on Wednesday Drive, and he's back and joining us again on the show. G'day, Dan. Oh, hey, thanks for having me on again. No, no worries. Oh, pleasure. That's great. How, what have you been up to? Yeah. <laughs> Mate, you've got to talk oh, to us. Man. What have you been up to? Oh, yeah. uh, not much today. I've just had like a really terrible migraine the whole day, so I've just been trying to restrain myself from punching walls and headbutting walls. Oh, that's <laughs> some comedy material there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Channel that into something, surely. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've just, just been booking gigs and doing some writing and reading mostly, but battling with that migraine too. I don't know what the hell it is. I think I just need to drink a bit more water and maybe cut down on my 10 energy drinks a day. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> probably not a good idea to have 10. And you... Keep it under, under five, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I try to keep it under five. get pregnant under five, I think, is the... <laughs> yeah. Um, and you do all that yourself, right? You're booking all your own gigs, mm. you do all your own PR... Yeah, because it's like um, uh, kind of how comedy works in New Zealand and in Australia. I've done both. I'm sure it's the same in other places, but just based off my experience, you can end up with an agency and that kind of thing, or, or you have kind of indie kind of agencies. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, it's like a girl or a guy or something will set up their own little one and then they'll just book gigs. But you know, I just do it myself. I just find it it's easier and I can pick and choose what I, I want a bit more. Yeah, cool. Exactly. And what have you got for us this week? Because I believe you have a couple of shows coming up. Yeah, so I've got, um, uh, there's always, there's been gigs at the Inch Bar for ages now, and uh, there's uh, a gig at the Inch Bar now uh, run by a guy called Reuben Chris, new comedian, he's taken it over uh, from Simon Kingsley Homes, and uh, Reuben's got it uh, happening um I think it's like once a month or maybe once every two weeks now oh, cool. but happening, that's awesome. happening this um, Thursday at about 8 o'clock and that's like a Koha one and I, I should stress with Koha because um, this does happen in other places as it mean Koha means pay what you feel it doesn't mean don't fucking pay so <laughs> <laughs> I've the dog of two tails before right and I had it was, I shouldn't have done it I was having a bad day but I kind of blew up at the crowd one time there because we had about 90 people and oh, we made wow. it to $8 and it's like what the hell oh, like, no. not like you know <laughs> yeah not nothing um, yeah but Jesus. normally those two towers crowds are great it was just one night yeah. everybody yeah. decided they were going to get a free ride and um, yeah they, they would have got a better performance from me had they paid rather than just me getting angry at <laughs> <laughs> I channeled the spirit of my dad there that night. So it was <laughs> wasn't my finest moment. Because um, your dad's the inspiration for the name of your show, isn't he? Yeah. So um, my show's called My No Good Stinking Loser Comedy Show. Love it. And Love that, it. And that's actually something that he said about my comedy one time. Wow. Um, he sent me a text and he said, uh, I've deposited some money on, in your bank, which you can borrow. And he put borrow in inverted commas. Um, wow. Notoriously slow or don't pay him back sometimes because I, I forget about it obviously <laughs> um, <laughs> and he, he said good luck on your no good stinking loser comedy show so I thought oh that's a great title for a um, <laughs> a, a gig and, and plus a lot of the show I talk about my dad in, a, in this particular one so I thought I oh, will run with that yeah. yeah we actually managed to head along to one of your shows when you were performing yeah, at I the Fringe Fest um, and it's, it's a bit of a good story Dan is it not what happened at that show? I mean, you had someone, someone in the audience that 
perhaps <laughs> wasn't there for the comedy. I'm trying to remember because like, not, not sounding like a dick, I remember you guys coming and chatting to you, but I can't remember which show. Was it the, the second show where there wasn't many people and it was kind of awkward? Or was it no, the... there were a few people, yeah, but were. we had a bit of a, a, a visitor that wasn't too good. He was heckling you the entire oh, time. Oh, that so old drunk. Guy in the back, yeah, that that's one? the one. Yeah, he was harmless, but he's just a bit drunk and kind of weird, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And was, he wasn't the mean person, I don't think. No, 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 of course yeah. not. But it made it really difficult for you to perform, right? Yeah, well, like, I, I, I've, I've dealt with that a lot, but at the same time, it's, um, it's one of those ones where even though, you know, I can deal with it and stuff, it makes it hard for uh, for you guys to focus and for me to focus and just mm. for the night to flow, because, you, you, yeah, you know, you don't want interruptions if you can't avoid it. Especially, like, in that kind of show, because it's a festival show. Like, yeah. if yeah. I'm doing kind of pub comedy... I tend to kind of make that person part of the show, but um, yeah. <laughs> well, mate, I've, I've got stories I want to tell. Can you like take your mental illness elsewhere? I've got enough of it myself. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. We, we don't need we don't need two crazy people in, in, in one room. <laughs> um, I do remember yeah. you incorporating him into the show as much as you yes, possibly it could. Was, it was fantastic. Oh, oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Well, I always try to too, and I, I at my best, I try not to be too mean because. Uh, I, I don't think he meant any harm, but like every now and again, you know, I get stressed. I'm a human being. I do get angry at Hitler's and yeah. apologies to anyone that's been destroyed by me before. <laughs> <laughs> do you have any other interesting or more shocking stories from recent gigs that you've been playing since we last talked to you? Oh, you might like this one since it's kind of a silly way of dealing with a Hitler. So there's a show in Queenstown, and um, Queenstown's actually notorious in not the greatest for comedy just because you get such a random mix of people yeah, yeah I can imagine and dance and stuff and then you get you get kind of old rich baby boomers that think because they drive a four wheel drive that they're experts on comedy yes. <laughs> and they just sit at the back and stare at you like they hate you and they all look disturbingly like my dad so it's <laughs> really traumatic for me <laughs> like you know how uh, people women or, or men who have been sexually assaulted often think they see that uh, their stalkers or uh, assailants or whatever the word is I'm forever seeing my dad in the face from every baby because <laughs> <laughs> he looks so generically like every old cranky baby boomer that's got a bit of money <laughs> you've ever seen but um, <laughs> him, so like, at this particular gig it was uh, the, the place that ran did a great job they filled it out like good on them and stuff like that so but there was like a handful of people at the back that um, weren't really there for the show, but they just paid the 10 bucks to get in. Yeah. And um, I was in the middle of a story, which takes a while to get to the punchline, and people were enjoying it, but this guy heard like 10 seconds, and of course, he's gonna make a judgment, and he just said something like, oh, you're not even funny, bro, you're not even funny. And then I um, go, oh no, this guy's at the back. He's listened to 10 seconds of the show, doesn't think I'm funny. Oh, I'm going to have to kill myself now. And then I pantomime this real long, drawn out <laughs> fake story oh, on stage, which sounds maybe yeah, in poor taste, but every, everybody laughed in the moment. Like, yeah. uh, a lot of comedy is all about context, but um, <laughs> saying it out loud to you guys already, I'm like, oh, it sounds like I'm kind of being a little bit disrespectful to me. <laughs> It was more taking the fist out of this guy because, you know, like, what an idiot thinking he can, 
yell something out to someone who's been doing comedy for like 11 years and they're going to be affected. It's like, yeah, man, I have true. no heart now. So. <laughs> <laughs> Part of me's died. Um, and in that 11 years that you've been doing comedy, are you still learning about the industry as you oh, go? Oh, yeah. It's like um, the kind of general rule of thumb, they say, and I think it's, it does ring true, like you you know, I'm not Jordan Peterson. I think I live another rule, so don't worry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and they're not all like and rooted in 1950s ways of things. I'm not a baby boomer. Mm. Uh, <laughs> thank Christ. Could distract the there a little bit. But yeah, yeah, so like, no, you're just forever learning things. But the 10 year mark is kind of when you kind of usually figure out what your what your vibe is yeah you know, like what yeah. your your voice they call it it's a pretty pretentious term but comedians will talk about one another finding each other's voices and feel like you know i sort of really kind of got my voice down pat now but mm. at the same time you know like every now and again i still die or i'll you know i think something was going to go better than it did yeah mm. just just also admin and stuff like learning how to deal with you know, all the various people that you've got to deal with. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, like, it's, it's people like you, it's really easy. Like, you're really nice. It's, oh, thanks. You talk to you. Oh. <laughs> Lovely. But, oh, it's okay. We're no, supposed to be plugging you down. What are you doing? <laughs> oh, I, just, I just, I genuinely appreciate it because, like, I, 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 I'm trying to get out of the habit of, of bad-mouthing people because I do do it. But, like, I've had some interviews sometimes and I'm like, man, why is this person so aggressive? Like, no reason, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. So, um, but, I mean, it's, it's, it's just all trial and error and, and it's all about learning how to respond to it without, um, you know, getting baited, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. that's it's like, true. It's like a hack club, but in, like, an organised environment. That's yeah, so true. Yeah, that's a, a lovely way of putting it. Yeah, and, and, you know, some people might have heard something of mine out of context, and they might have a mm. weird idea mm. of who I am, yeah. and, and I can't help that. And, and uh, it's up to me to kind of communicate as clearly as I can. So, like, the, the more I do comedy, the better I get, thankfully, at getting my message across without coming across as like a bad person because when I was a little bit young I didn't mean to but I was a little bit too blunt sometimes mm. and, um, even though I found that funny and some other people did <laughs> I did lose I did lose some people that it would have been nice to kind of keep on board you know yeah yeah, that's yeah. Fair enough. I'm definitely trying to be culty but it was you know I mean I don't want to be live at the Apollo or you know some <laughs> show from Auckland or something like with a bunch of people that look good but aren't remotely funny like I don't want um, <laughs> Russell Howard's good news but, is that... but I've met many of them um, so I don't want to be part of any of that crap but at the same time I um, you know do want to kind of reach out and get more fans uh, mm. through doing uh, what I do and um, you know communicating it uh, in a nicer way yeah and what's going on with the show on Saturday um so the show on Saturday is like a, a one-hour show, and it's, I've been doing it up and down the country, like done about four or five cities so far. Well, no, three or four, I think, and then it's coming through the rest of the country, and you can get tickets on Event Finder. It's my no good thinking loser comedy show, and it's all about my depression, stuff with my dad, like uh, my grandmother, who's like kind of like a real she's dead, and it was very sad that she died because she was like a huge influence on my yeah. life. Yeah. And I talk about just my travels and farmers I've gotten into and, and, and what have you. And, um, you know, if I have a couple of gym meetings, I might make another ill-advised rant about uh, about Auckland. And, and I should... Um, <laughs> and Wellington. Wellington's even worse. Um, <laughs> I, should, um, I should, like, put an asterisk beside that before someone takes me out of context. I met heaps of 
very nice comedians and very nice people in both cities, but I have had some bad experiences, but such is life. So, um, but, but no one's going to hear the asterisks because, of course, people just hear the negative bit and then they've, they've tuned out. That's yeah, yeah of course. In yeah. today's society, they just cherry-pick everything. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> when, when we, well, speaking of cherry-picking, yeah. could you yeah. yourself cherry-pick some of your finer moments from the show and give us a wee taster of what's to come on Saturday? Um, well, I don't want to uh, do too much just because they're story stuff. Of course, so yes. And they're too long. So I'll just do like a sort of a, a quick silly one that'll kind of um, get the job done. Hopefully. We like that. So, yes. So my dad sends me um, texts all the time and uh, just he just waves in because he's at home watching Andrew Bolt and horrible <laughs> 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 right-wing people that he thinks are all geniuses and stuff. And uh, one day out of nowhere, he just sent me this text and I, I wrote it down so I read it to you. What do you think of these transgender things? Oh my they God. seem to be on the news a lot lately. Now, just quickly, I don't condone any of this. It's all horrible. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny because how to touch it. What do you think of them? I happen to think it's rather strange because when I was born, I was born a man. And I signed a contract that said I would stay a man and do the best to be the best man I possibly could. Yet these people have decided that they're not living up to the contract. And I think that's very wrong. What do you think? Love, Dad. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. The kind of crappy sends me, and you're like, oh, I don't want to deal with this. So, like, I'm hungover. It's, like, 9 a.m. I've got, like, $10 for my name. You know, like, he wants to have a D&M with his horrible views on, you know, the lovely <laughs> people that have decided to, you know... Uh, change their sex and be the person they want to be, which is a great thing. And yeah. <laughs> it's been horrible about it. <laughs> I was born a man and I'll die a man, I think. <laughs> I, signed, I signed a contract. I signed a contract. <laughs> yeah, I signed a contract, yeah. It's just so many, like, um, like Sherry picks a little bit because it's a little bit longer, but there's just, uh, and the shot's a bit longer than that, but it, it's just, <laughs> it's just all manner of wrong that, um, <laughs> his, his take on that, as is his take on most things. Like, I'm on, um, Patreon at the moment, just yeah. because like I'm oh, cool. got all this free content, and just I'm all I'm asking for is just like a dollar here and there, just for some of the things I'm doing. I'm not doing anything, and my dad said that um, <laughs> it's basically the worst form of begging ever. Oh, I, I don't have the decency to sit out in the cold and ask for money, <laughs> like, <laughs> like a real beggar. <laughs> And he also said, where's your, where's your future heading? He goes, you probably find posting that on the internet too much of a chore. You, you, you can't wait till the days where telepathic, telepathic begging becomes an option. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's such he a good... Basically, he just doesn't like artists, basically. That's just <laughs> oh, all... I'm just to call myself an artist. Comedians or you performers or whatever writers, he just thinks we're all scum. <laughs> 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 oh my god, that's hilarious! So a lot of those story-based um, yeah. narratives come out in your shows, right? Yeah, I just kind of because I I talk about that, and you know, I try and get into the psychology of because uh, I love psychology um, of how he became who he became. Because obviously, you know, he didn't just wake up one day like that. So I talk about that a bit about my grandfather and my grandmother, and um, yeah, just how men become men. It's a little bit to do with. Um, yeah, it's got some of the themes of. I don't know if you guys know Cameron McLeod, who's a really good comedian from Christchurch. He's got a show called Toxic oh. Masculinity. Oh, yeah, wow. at the yeah. Fringe Fest as well. 
Yeah, so like um, his, his is completely di- different to mine, but uh, similar, similarly, we delve into I delve into some of that as well, like he did. Oh, fantastic! That, that is cool. Yeah, because it's it's one of those things where um, if you're from the kind of on from the deep south and stuff, also too, like a lot of my friends had really bad upbringing in terms of how they thought about um, the opposite sex, mm. gender gender roles and stuff. And as I've got older, I've you know I've got better with that, but I definitely was taught poorly uh, yeah. as a young man, which is. But it's good that you overcome things and you become a better person. So the show, the show also ends, which I shouldn't give away, but um, I just give you a tease. It actually ends with me singing an Elvis number. Oh, <laughs> oh I'm sold. Yeah. I'm sold. I mean, yeah. you learn, you yeah. laugh, and you just listen. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just come at the end and hear the Elvis bit if you don't want to joke. What? Sorry. What was? What's the venue for the Saturday event? Um, it's at D's Cafe. Oh, you know what, Dan? We live next yeah. door to D's, so we're going to hear we that do. no matter what. Exactly. Oh, nice. But yeah, like, I won't tell you what song. You'll just, you can message me and go, It'll oh, f- no, the one that's Hoping for a call special. <laughs> It'll float up through the rafters, and we'll know that you're out there yeah. banging out a yeah. tune. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, well, I've just added that to the show, and it went quite down quite well in Christchurch, and I've had a chance to kind of look at my notes, and I've got some ideas to make it even even sillier and, and like a wee kind of emotional but silly end of the show. So, oh, fantastic. I'm looking forward cool. to doing that. Oh, that's so cool. Oh, we're really looking forward to having yeah. you back down here, Dan. That'd be cool. Yeah, thanks very much. And oh, I should also plug too, just uh, we've got most, uh, Molly or Mo uh, Stebbings is the opening act and she's like, uh, she's so good. She's only like 16. Oh, and, wow. Um, wow. She's done about, yeah, she's done about five comedy gigs and she's like smashed all of them. So, Damn, that's like, fantastic. Uh, that's cool. Really impressive. And it's a funny contrast because you got me, I'm um, not super old, but a little bit old and jaded and stuff, and she's all young and full of life. And, <laughs> and you despise her. <laughs> <laughs> her, mum, her mum actually likes you, believe it or not. You think her mum would be kind of like, ah, oh, this is not what I want you to become, Molly. But maybe her mum's <laughs> using me as, as a cautionary. <laughs> you have to let kids no, fill on their own. <laughs> Yeah, so, but no, that's nice. I like to give um, new comedians kind of like a, um, it gives them a platform. And, and as I say, Ruben Chris, is, is, um, he's got the gig that I'm doing on the, the Friday too. And uh, he's another new comedian who's getting things done around uh, town as well. And good mate from and Kingsley Holmes has kind of been the, the main guy getting the Dunedin comedy scene up from the, um, uh, it was kind of buried a bit. There wasn't much happening, and he kind of uh, got it all happening again. So it's good with going oh, to life. Fantastic. Yeah, with lots that's of awesome. stuff happening, yeah. Oh, that's great to hear. Well, awesome. all the best for tonight and for Saturday. Yeah, thanks again. And um, yeah, come down if you can. If not, then um, hopefully I'll see you guys uh, again in person or uh, on the show like uh, in a future date. Yeah, we're awesome. hoping to see you again, Dan. Definitely. All the best. Your friend of the show, Dan Brader. Oh, okay. oh thanks very much. <laughs> I will. Cool. All the best, Dan, and I hope that migraine clears up for you Definitely. later in the day. Yeah, I hope so. I'll just keep drinking water and I'll stay away from energy drinks for at least two days. <laughs> um, you know, no doubt the siren song of Red Bull will call my name. <laughs> he knows how to look after himself. A real performer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, See you later, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. That was Dan Breda. Um, as I said before, I love to say friend of the show because he's, he's been on the show twice, so he is an official friend of the show. Character.